What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Sean of 71, and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 129 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, I got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka Cat Daddy, aka Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, dude? Uh, not much. Just sitting here enjoying this beautiful, sunny weather. Uh, Want to say happy Gay Pride to everybody, um, and thank you so much for coming by, uh, as always, and listening to. Uh, our ramblings about games. We love them. We love that you love them, and we love that you come in and listen to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, Joe? Not much, man. Just uh, sitting here trying to stay cool and take care of crap before I start my work week, you know. Usual Sunday business, so. Sunday fun day. I know. No, I, I could talk about GameStop, but I'm not going to. So yeah. why not? <laughs> I, I've been like working like a fever pitch to try to obtain uh, that Shimigami Tensei Five Collector's Edition, mm. and I've said I've given up. And then I like you know see something online, and then I go drive to the store, and I'm calling other stores, and it just pains me. It's like I'm following Wario sixty four with notifications on Twitter now, and like. The the time I turned down my notification sound was the time I was like oh. doing something at work or something and I forgot oh. to turn it back up and I look and it's like oh it popped up on Best Buy, it popped back up on GameStop and no dice. So I have given up on that uh, thing. So giving up the ghost buddy. Don't do that. Yeah, I'll enjoy the game when it comes out with a steelbook case and not worry about getting the uh, the European satchel bag with the demon logo on it and an art book <laughs> and a couple of CD soundtrack uh, CDs where I don't even have a CD player, you know, except for my computer, of course. So, but still though, like I, it just seems like like between this and Metroid Dread, you know, it's just been this kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, just because scalpers have been out and whatnot. I debated about ordering Metroid Dread off the Amazon Japan website, which it was up, but it was 110 bucks, and after shipping, I think it'd be like 140 for something that cost, I think, what, 79 or 89 I think it's 89 yeah. So yeah. So you could pound that where the sun don't shine, too. So. You're like, I'm done. So, and you know, probably in five years, I'll see it on eBay for, you know, hundreds of dollars, but. Unless hey, that you know. bag falls apart. <laughs> you know it. Like some other, you know, Bethesda, uh, you know, bags and stuff in the past. So we'll see what's up. You know, it's you know, it's that old Rolling Stone song. You can't always give what you want, but yeah, I'm gonna be satisfied with what I can get, you know, it's no biggie. So that's good. It's always good to, you know, to to think that. Yeah. Nah, I'm not going to be obsessive about it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. All right. So first topic on docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. All right, Joe, why don't you kick things off this time? What you been playing? 
Uh, me and Desmond have been really going in pretty hard on Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. And so, um, you know, I've been playing, haven't been playing Monster Hunter Rise as much. I've been playing a little bit, but uh, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis is just kind of takes that formula with PSO, kind of gives it a fresh uh, kind of inventive look. It ha- op- open, adds like kind of an open world aspect. It kind of reminds me of, um, as far as the way the... Um, Outer world is kind of situated. It reminds me of Xenoblade Chronicles a little bit. So, mm. and Xenoblade Chronicles too, because you basically go in and out of the city ad nauseum. You're in the um, area. You're you know, doing fights on there. Uh, as far as the gameplay, I mean, I've, it's obviously very action oriented. As far as action RPGs, so you got elements as far as you know, numerical like um, you know. Um, totals given off at every hit but it's very very kinetic and whatnot so just and even with the other character classes with the ranger and um the uh, gunner and then also with the magic users even the magic users are very phonetic as well on there i think desmond would probably talk more about those other classes i've dabbled in them but i haven't gotten deep in them but uh uh, right now, where we're at is um, we're just trying to progress in the story. Right now, we're trying to get to attack power 1100, which there was some grinding to get to that. You know, I'm up to the point where um, I can't. I got to get to the next level before I progress in the story. And so we're just uh, me and Desmond have been running dailies. Uh, there's weekly quests. It's almost like sounding like we're playing Destiny in a little bit. Yeah, you know, but. You're it's enjoyable because it's, it's a chill game you know it's like you know i go out and uh just depending on the areas you know you see like certain waves of enemies coming in through and then you go and do the um you know the burst basically when just every every uncle and his mother enemy comes out and you're just racking attacking you know grouping up with others in the in the environment of course and so since this is like an online game, um, you know, depending on the server that you're on, you can have others come in and help fight battles and whatnot with you. It's not restricted to just like a four-player party like Monster Hunter. You are able to um, play with others in the world. And kind of just same thing with Destiny when you're running some, you know, dailies and that kind of thing, you know, where, uh, you know, if you queue up an event others can come in and join you and kind of do that so kind of has that aspect of it as well and uh you know there's a little bit of esoteric item management but nothing to the degree of regular fantasy star online too yeah it's just like a little bit better i've kind of gotten to uh like a usual like know how to navigate my inventory, know what items to move, move to my character inventory. Because there's certain items you just don't need to bring out in the field with you. There's items you pick up uh, that will um, add augments to your weapons. And there's no sense in carrying that all on your character while you're out in the field because you have no need for them. The only time you're going to be able to augment your weapons is at the counter inside of uh, what's the name of the city, Desmond? I always forget. So I don't remember. Like Central City or something. <laughs> Central City. There you go. Just got to think of Barry Allen, man. So Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, character designs are kind of wonky as far as, you know, the character creator. It's just like I've created some, like, you know, I think I've sent Desmond a couple pictures of my initial character. Just like, like n- nightmare fuel, man. Nightmare fuel. Like, yeah. With, I don't know if, Desmond, you could talk about, like, you know, as far as how... Black people uh, 
Nope. Yeah, mel- melatonin friendly. <laughs> nope. game is... They look like they look like glossy chocolate. It is not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> and I'm like, well, at least you're trying, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Glossy chocolate people. Uh, I've been playing though. I've been uh, going back and forth between Steam and Xbox on this. This as a since it's an online game, basically my save just moves with me wherever I decide to play it, which is kind of cool. Any, so. Has there been any performance differences from doing on on Xbox and or uh, Steam? I think the PC version runs a little bit better. There's been some instances where um, I'm having some pop in on the Series X, and it could be just you know, and more than likely just uh, bandwidth related on that. But uh, for the Series X version, I had, because Xbox and the Series X and S have the auto HDR function. Sometimes the auto HDR just pops, you know, on my Mm. TV, but this for whatever reason, just to me after playing the Steam version and playing it quite a bit, I just thought that the auto HDR implementation was kind of ass. And so I had to kind of just take that totally off on there. So, but uh, it was a fun game. Like it looks pretty good. I've enjoyed my time with it uh, so far. Um, I know some people, some of the, some of the, not only backlash, but some of the things that people were not um, happy about was the uh, they said it had a lack of um, lack of gameplay, meaning there wasn't a lot to do in it, and this seems like a glorified beta. And I can understand I can understand that uh, that feeling because this is a service game, so they basically released the first chunk of it, the first 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 large chunk of the game, and then they've uh, released a roadmap for like the next three seasons. Everything is released during seasons, and so a couple of more. Um, the originally there were nine classes and so they're going to be releasing those classes um as as updates and they're free updates so um and they're gonna with those updates they're gonna be opening up more regions of this world that you can go to so so while people are saying you know once you speed through and beat everything there's nothing to do uh while that's true um for us or at least for me as I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to call myself a filthy casual, but I definitely have other games to play. So I will, co- I will jump on this game, play a couple hours with Joe, and use it as a, as like a time for us to kind of hang out, kick it, and talk while we're while we're playing this game. And I think that's the best way to play this game is with friends and just kind of run around and 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 explore, uh, because I think I think the area is great um, because it looks it looks lived in um because there's actual little things you can run around and kill and there is a damage spike um i it reminds me a lot of uh final fantasy uh 14 uh in that it it has um you have hubs and then there in these hubs you have you know creatures running around that you can kind of slaughter you know for lack of a better word or and get experience and then there's these kind of like quote-unquote alpha monsters that once you reach a certain level, you can kill them as well. So, and that's sort of how this is. Um, in yeah, you kind of the- notice because certain areas basically have monsters that after a while, once you level up, only give one experience point. Yeah. But there's certain areas that are, have a level seven. Yeah. Um, creatures level have level 12. 10, 10 creatures, 12 and 15. And so depending on where you're at level wise for you to be able to, you know, progress as far as your level 
is concerned is that you're able to go to these areas versus hanging out in the main area around Central City per se. No, but I really wish there. you that. You know, I really that was one thing that, that I wish, and I mean, and maybe I missed it, or 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 wasn't conveyed to me. But but when you transition into other areas, it'll give you a power level, and and it took me a minute to realize, oh, okay, this is a this is a power scaling type of game like Destiny, in which you have to you basically are in one area. You farm that area to and to, and you build up your your weapons, your your um your levels and everything, and then you go to a next level and then you farm that level, you know, to get to 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 continue to uh, increase your 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 gains, so to speak. It took me a minute to realize that, and I was like, oh, okay, you know. But but other than that, um, the good thing about this game is, is is it has it has a roadmap. Number one, number two, it has the ability to grow. And I like that. Uh, one thing that's cool, too, is that you're able to switch character classes uh, on, the fly. on the fly. You don't have to, per se, create a new character for a particular class. So if you want to create a particular type of look of a particular character, but totally do an exact opposite like character class, you can kind of mix and match as needed on there. And especially if you like a particular uh class i mean that takes you down to level one for that class and so you you have to go in and obviously earn some xp but based on your subclass you could still equip some of the weapons that you have for other classes that you might have more experience in to kind of help you power level a little bit more on there so i like that aspect to it as well and then obviously you're able to you know if you really want to min max this thing to be able to go in and um you know change your class at will and you know get better weapons for like a number of different classes for me i'm like i like the um hunter i like the fighter and i i also kind of like the uh, gunner uh class as well i kind of like the, uh, the machine guns on there so and yeah so I, I i got to like level 10 with uh, the gunner on there and uh you know, only caveat that I'm going to say or this right now, we are on World 4. Uh, you pick a particular server that you want to be on. So like an MMO, for instance, uh, I was playing with Jason, Surgeon Fire, uh, one of our listeners. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, he created a character on the first world. And so I cannot easily move my character on World 4 over to play with this character on World 1. And so you actually would have to pay a certain amount of money uh, to Sega to be able to move your character freely from server to server. And so just like an MMO, you uh, are kind of dependent on the world that you create your character on and, and as far as multiplayer. So if you are interested, if anyone's listening to this that wants to play with us, we are on World 4. I have created a character on World 1 to play with Jason. On here, I'm like I I'm a big old PSO fan from back in the day, and I love rolling um, like the cast characters, like the robots, and so I love big old giant robots. And usually with the PSO one, I rolled a, a robot as a gunner, and so that's why I'm traditionally going to run on that server if need be. I don't know if I'm gonna be crazy to level that guy up, but just in case Jason wants to play, and you know if anyone else that you know wants to play as well you know i don't mind uh you know creating at least a second character for it so but uh you know kev i know you downloaded this i'm not sure how interested you are in it i know you got the things on your plate right now so 
Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it, but I don't, I don't remember. Did I try to start it or not? I don't think I even tried to start it. Oh, it's just it's going to have to be one of those things that uh, I will get to. Uh, but no, I have not. Uh, I have not actually played it yet. Well, well it's not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind too, it's free to play, so it's an MMO free to play game. It's available on this console on Xbox because Microsoft money had to de translation, you know, for PSO2, and now has reaped the benefits to get New Genesis on their platform exclusively. It is on uh, PlayStation consoles and um, Nintendo consoles in Japan, but uh, that's where it's going to stay so mm-hmm. i'm not sure if, if that's going to be uh you know relinquish relinquish with time but microsoft does have the exclusive uh access to it you know, on the western territories at least for the game so mm-hmm. you know yeah much- my my issues involved with the first game were all those mmo menus uh too many menus trying to find in that hub world trying to find whatever it is that you needed to buy something or get your mm-hmm. next mission was just it was just way too mmoe and you know they've got the text box with people that are on your server just typing stuff and it's just yeah you still got that on this but it's not to me overbearing and i think the server we're on is less populated uh you know one thing when you party up you have to make sure you're on the proper what do you what do you call it like uh, there's like a node or like uh so you're on world four but there's like uh, 99 separate like little servers within the world instances yeah for whatever reason instance 69 is like the most popular on the damn for whatever reason yeah, for whatever reason. So, like, you look at look at the like uh, player count for all the other worlds. We look at one, and then you go up to sixty nine, and like the bar is full. So, I guess that's where all the cool kids hang out. So, yeah, mm. uh, we, that's, got that's, we got placed there by accident once, and I was like, oh no, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, things are all like laggy and like text boxes galore and stuff so see that yeah that that's not that's not me i run out you're like okay let's go let's go to a less populated one so can you turn all that stuff off or does it have to be on no it's all it's all region areas so a lot of people will hang out in the city so when you go in the city a lot of crap will pop up but when you go out into the field no it's not not yeah sometimes Yes, people will be conversating outright. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into turning it off. It hasn't gotten annoying to me. So it's not because we don't stay in those those areas. Like yeah, we, we go we go in yeah to a less populated area and just kind of yeah. do our thing. So yeah. Right. And also, I have played another um, Xbox uh, featured Game Pass game. Uh, we and we talked about this in the show previously that we're going to be there day one this is uh dungeons and dragons dark alliance so mm-hmm. uh me uh, mm-hmm. desmond gerald and uh kevin you tried but uh, you weren't able to get get on for whatever reason mm-hmm. we happen to play this on release night on tuesday on there and uh right now with you know just like the reviews for the game i'm not that's not skewed in my opinion of it i think it's okay it's competent it's a it's rough, uh, fun though. multiplayer game it's rough like desmond stated you know it just seemed like you know it wants to be diablo it's not really it's more of a arcadey like multiplayer game and uh Ooh. you know from what you know we had numerous drops 
you know, after ending a particular uh, dungeon on there, we had to reconnect numerous times. I know Kevin had issues where he wasn't even able to connect at all on there. And, um, you know, what do you think of the gameplay? I'm, I'm kind of mixed. I'm kind of hopeful it gets better. Um, I've read some reviews saying it's better um, once you get into the game, but no, I, I think the problem is just the fundamental, the fundamental gameplay. Um, it's just the the loop. The loop reminds me a lot of uh, Warhammer Vermintide Two, which is not a bad thing, you know. But the problem is Warhammer is a much more solid fluid experience than this is now um this truly is the age of 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 sending out you know underbaked you know underbaked uh titles and then fixing them afterwards by adding you know something into the mix to make it a little bit more palatable and i don't know why uh that that is the case right now um because i don't think anyone was was really chomping at the bit to get a Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance game set in the in the uh, Forgotten Worlds or whatever the, the area it's, it's in. It's like a really I can't remember what area it is, but it's a very popular region. So my thing is, if this is not like a you know quadruple A or whatever you know type of thing, why couldn't they have just waited a little bit and really you know, let it bake a little bit more? Like I don't that so, so for me. A lot of this stuff feels like it could have, it really could have been taken care of, like in house, if they'd have just taken, you know, another more couple more months or even a year, uh, to really get this better. Like because like you're fighting it, and sometimes the 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 AI doesn't register you. If you're the archer, you literally can stand above and just shoot the crap out of everybody. So the game is not hard by any stretch of the imagination. And and then when you kill, like there's a lag when you hit when you hit the um. The enemies uh when you're when your actual moves um when your actual moves connect you know um there's that lag uh the game seems really slow and sluggish and i don't want to say that's that's but that's like a feature of the game like every move just feels like it's taking a long time to move you know it's like it's like when i, I was playing the archer and when she when she was kicking it seemed like everything was in slow motion. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. Like it's like can they speed up the animation a little bit? Like she didn't seem like she was fast or nimble or 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 anything. I don't know. It just there's something about the game that is just not. It's it's like it's not optimized, or if that's an actual feature of the game. Uh, I, I really don't know um, what what the impetus behind this game. It doesn't feel fluid. It doesn't feel fresh. Um, it just feels like an, a, a, a really sloppy iteration of other games that are already out there. And I'm just like, you know, and, and I was really looking forward to this game. Um, well, then when I, games pass saved me 60 bucks cause I was going to get the steel book and yeah, yeah. I, I, I know yeah. you're going to buy this day one too, Kev, I think, cause we're all excited for it. We talked about it. So. I'll never forget our conversation about it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not sure, yo. Like the first, the first things. And you were like, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what? I'm like, oh no, folks. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I couldn't connect that first, that first evening. I downloaded it and uh, would not, the game would not allow me to connect online whatsoever. And uh, I have a uh, Master Chief Collection 
uh, downloaded on on the Xbox. Opened up a created a, a lobby. Opened up a Slayer room with no problem. So it's something with the software. Yeah, the game. And not, and and not the uh, not the connection. It kept saying that I did not have access to uh, either to online functions or something something wonky like that. So I figured, you know, I still needs to bake a little more. But you know, again, that's that's the model that companies are trying to go with now. And I, for one, am sick of it. I don't. I don't want a service to be the excuse why I'm getting mediocre games, mm. whether that's mediocre in quality, mediocre in functionality, to the point where I can't even play an aspect of the game that's supposed to be a part of it. That doesn't fly with me at all. You know, just throw it out there and we'll fix it later. And I, I think that's one of the risks that comes to the consumer in this Game Pass model. And it doesn't matter if it's Game Pass, it's, it's it's whatever, anything that is trying to give you the subscription service model for video games. Let's put it that way. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool with that at all. Don't, don't let the fact that, well, you're, I'm not paying 50, 60, 70 bucks be the excuse for mediocrity and games not working on launch. That, that doesn't cut it. Yeah. Cause it's just wasting everyone's time, you know, yeah. when, Comparing to Monster Hunter Rise and uh, PSO2, uh, granted they're different games, but it's just both games are just definitely constructed way better. I mean, a game on the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> you know, running lobbies and whatnot is just, you know, implemented way better than, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance at the moment on there. So. Yeah, and I just worry that, and I just worry that, like, if this is if this is your you know, not to harp on, you know, Games Pass, but if this is your day one kid and it's like this, it's like, eh, you know, you're not really adding value to your service. So, yeah, I saw someone tweet stating that, you know, Microsoft may, may want to look at their day one gets and make sure that they are of quality. Otherwise, it might create a reputation exactly. uh, you know, for that. And so I'm grateful at least we get a chance to play it. We'll be able to get back to it just kind of like Outriders, you know, so let's see how that's going and be able to at a later point. I'm not sure if I'm going to be getting back to this game right away if uh, you guys out there want to play like Gerald or whatnot. I mean, for what it's worth, I kind of enjoyed what we played. Uh, don't get me wrong. It just wasn't nothing that I would consider outstanding, you know, so. I would agree. All right, and then last but not least, um, played a little bit of Sackboy on PS5 and enjoyed uh, kind of what I played with that. Played a couple of levels on there. It's just enjoyable, like kind of uh, more casual platforming, a.k.a. like maybe a Yoshi platformer, like uh, Yoshi's like wool games on both the Wii, Wii U, and the Switch on there. Uh, Monster and Arise still playing it a bit. Um, me and Kevin were trying to beat Teostra last night with a bunch of randos and, um, I need to take a look at my armor set because I think we lost like four matches in a row. I'm trying to Whoa. get beyond Hunter rank 40. And so I was dying a little bit, you know, the randos were dying, some rando named parliament. So I was like bringing in some Bootsy Collins and George Clinton jokes in there. So. Wow. <laughs> like he was posting those and stuff. 
No, no, no. I was just oh. like, you know, damn, that parliament's funky for losing. Oh. It's like he died twice, and like, you know, we're about ready to beat Teostro. So that's why using we, those armor, those armor spheres. Yeah. So you know, and this we're doing well in the the mission. I mean, we cut the tail off numerous times. It just got to the end where it's just it was too much. It was just too much. So I look forward to getting too back hot. in there today and and getting over the hump. Go from there. Do you want to Kat, yeah, I'm trying to get my uh, like god tier longsword mix set, and I'm gonna see where I'm gonna go with the game. And I know Kevion, if you want to talk about it here, because I know you've been playing a little bit too as well. So I am at uh, I'm hunter rank 92 or 93 wow. now, and I've been. I kind of feel that I I don't I don't know if I have a meta set for great sword or not. I have I'll call it a meta set because it works well. So so now I'm putting together a meta set for the bow and right now the 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 particular bow with all the meta is the uh, rage bow, uh, the the uh, rampage bow. So I have that maxed out and right now I have the all the gear and I'm just trying to get, I need a, a the right type of um, a- amulet to put it all together. And that's the problem because bow is way more, and I, I've, I'm kind of seeing it for myself firsthand, it is way more stamina hungry than it was in World. Yes. Way okay. more stamina hungry. And you really need level five you know a lot of the pros say you don't but i think you do you really do need level five or what or, or rather if I, don't, I can't remember if it's four or five uh max constitution and uh max power surge in order to to really have not have to rely on dash juice uh because if you don't you're going to find yourself literally running out of stamina and and that has happened to me a couple of times so i'm trying to put trying to get a get the meta a meta rapid bow build together i guess now with the latest patch the the new meta is with the pierce bow i don't know if i'm gonna i don't know if i'm gonna go through the change to go through the things of, of putting a pierce set together pierce is not Pierce only is only effective on certain types of monsters. I think rapid, rapid, and probably spread are are more applicable to more monsters. Yeah, rapid you know, seems to be the um, rapid seems to be the meta. Whereas yeah. Pierce is most for mostly for long, long monsters, big long monsters. You have to shoot them like horizontally, head right to the, the tail. Head. Yeah. yeah, head to tail type of things. Diablo and you know those those type of monsters. So I, I'm I'm just going to be sticking with the rapid bow. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it's fun, and it, it's it's been fun trying to trying to f- figure that all that stuff out. Uh, the controls for bow are a little bit different. Uh, the switch skills, I'm still trying to to work my get used to them. Uh, so I've been I've been carting like a lot more than I would normally than I normally do with uh, with greatsword for example because greatsword is kind of like like I, I don't even mess with charge blade in in rise now for my melee weapon it's it's greatsword I've just I've just 
<clears throat> adopted that weapon for this particular game. So, like I said, we'll see. Um, I do want to try and, and and get and I do want to get this meta meta bow set together with the proper uh, with the with the proper amulet, so I can you know kind of see where I'm I'm going to go with the with the rest with the rest of uh, the end game and rise. So yeah, that's just that's just my uh, my monster hunter rise uh, tag along for that. And that's all my uh, uh, what I played these the last few weeks. So uh, pretty much uh, that do it for me. Des, what you been playing? Alrighty. So uh, we already talked about PSO. Um, <clears throat> already talked about Dark Alliance. So the only, only two games that I've been playing have been uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. Finally, finally settled on um, on on a on a class that I wanted to play, I have literally started that game over again like 25, 30 times. <laughs> Just kidding, uh, or am I? Um, trying to find the right character class to play. I finally found one in the Crusader slash Monkey Tactician. So it's a summoner class, and so I'm finally you know out the gate, picked one, and I'm going on, and I'm doing I'm doing the the I'm playing the game now. I'm playing it, and so uh, and it's been fun. Um, it's a uh, you know CRPG uh, where you're you know turn based, uh, but on a but on a large larger kind of like when you go into battles, the grid grid type of thing. Uh, and I've been enjoying it. I have played um, uh, Pathfinder very sparingly, the, the 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 board game. Sorry, the uh, RPG. I think I've only played it like maybe once, if, if at all. Uh, but I've read all the books and. Um, and it's just been a really kind of fun game. It's in the vein of like Pillars of Eternity or, or uh, Divinity, Original Sin. Um, and it's been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun finally, you know, picking a class that I that I feel you know competent in that I'm not going to die immediately, or the game is or make the game a little too uh, boring. So I'm excited. Uh, then after that, um, <laughs> I I so Joe and I. Now that I'm becoming much more of a of a quote unquote uh, PC gamer, um, only because I'm finding um, like I really put a lot of weight on on having to have like the best system and the best this and the best that, or it's gonna it's not gonna work, or the game is gonna look crappy. But the system that I bought, the pre-made system that I bought, is actually working really really well, and uh, the games look good. I'm not really pushing it to uh, the, the system too much. Um, I got a, uh, two terabyte, uh, storage, you know, for my games and I'm just chucking along. Um, most of the games that I am playing are, are with a controller. I use an Xbox controller and it's just been, it's just been fun. Um, so now my next step is to actually, uh, see about playing games with the mouse and the keyboard and see how that feels. And if it's too alien, then I probably will back off of that. I do know that there's a couple of RPGs or CRPGs that you can play with a uh, with a, a key uh, with a um, a mouse that is not uh, super uh, challenging. Like I'm not I'm not going to be playing like Destiny on a keyboard stuff like that. I just don't feel like doing that. I know it's I know it's you know PC Master Race and all that, but I just don't think I want to do that. So with Steam, um, Joe shared his account with me. Thank you, Joe. And uh, I was able to look at all the games that he has. So Joe has become my personal sort of 
you know, uh, Trader Joe Games Pass, you know, so I have been downloading games off of his uh, his uh, library and have been playing tons and tons of games. And one game in particular that he got that he has that is one of my all time favorite games is Alpha Protocol. Uh, if you have not played this game, you really should. It looks great on on the PC. It 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 handles very smoothly. The gameplay is solid. But the main thing about it is it is an espionage RPG. It is an action RPG, but it is um, think 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 like uh, the Born Identity or or Mission Impossible. It's one of those type of games, but it's an RPG, meaning you get perks. Uh, there is um, dialogue trees um, and how you how you um, like if you're aggressive, suave, or professional, um, and you do that a lot with certain people, it will it will change how other people further along in the campaign will uh, will or your reputation and how they will talk to you. You know, you can get you can get pluses or minuses with people about how they how they um, like you or not. Um, and sometimes it's good to have negative with, with certain people because they like that shit, you know, they're, they're negative people themselves. So, so if you're too nice and friendly with them, they won't like you. So you have to be kind of mean or you have to be professional or you have to be suave with certain people. And I've already beaten the game a long time ago because I got it for Xbox and it was, it's by Obsidian and it is, it is fantastic. Um, and, and just the gameplay is really good. It's it's a it's a you can play it stealth if you want to. You can play it as commando if you want to. They have gadgets. They have you know abilities that you can you can use. You know, and it's just a and as like a skill tree, um, or where you put your points in. It's just a really good thought out, well made game. The only problem was when it came out, there was no games like it at the time. And so, um, and then Sega, uh, they, Sega was the one that published it. And I don't think that, Joe and I talked about this, I don't think that, well, he said, and I agree with him, don't think that Sega knew how properly to, uh, to uh, market the game. And so people didn't realize what it was. Is this, is this an RPG? Is it a, is, it a, is it a Metal Gear Solid clone? What kind of game is it? And really what kind of game is it is it is a, it is a an old school, you know, RPG uh, in a modern. It has all the sensibilities of like um, uh, Fallout New Vegas. However, it is uh, an espionage type of thriller uh, where you have to like there's backstabbing. You get to go all around the world. You get to, you know, be a spy like it is. It is an espionage RPG and it is fantastic. It's super cheap. I think it's probably super cheap on Steam. I really think you should pick it up and play it. I've just been having a blast revisiting it. And it looks, because I was really worried because it's like a like an 11-year-old game. And I was really kind of, 11 or 12-year-old game. And I was really kind of worried that it wouldn't look good. But it looks just as good as when I played it. Actually, even better in some instances. It's a great game. If you really want a really, really tight story, uh, really tight gameplay, um, I really suggest che checking out um, Alpha Protocol. Fantastic game. Just chef's kiss. You you're going to love it. But um, that's all that I have been playing. Uh, so I'm going to kick it over to Kev. Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? Sorry, I was on mute. No <laughs> but as for me, I have been playing some Ninja Gated Master Collection. I picked that up for the Xbox, and 
I'm I'm a little disappointed in it. And uh, I think the reason why I'm a little disappointed is because it's not a it's not a remaster. It's a I mean, I think they've done a couple of things to it. Uh, the while the uh, load screens are not as long as the you know as the original games were, I don't feel that they're really utilizing the SSD in the in the series console hardly at all. I mean, they're shorter, but it it you know I'm not feeling any kind of uh, substantial uh, feedback in the controller. Uh, above what was about above what was you know in 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 the uh, in the controllers from last gen it, it and graphically it does not have the polish that I was hoping it would have uh, again, it's like a rom dump right yeah it, very much very much very I, much I like. love the fact that Sigma one um, because at the time it was brought out didn't have any sort of uh, controller vibration because the PS3 had the uh, thing where you know they didn't bring out the DualShock 3 until a little bit after the system came out you had that uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the controller for PS3 that initially came the that had those like motion oh, controls the, oh yeah the uh the something 6 the 6 axis there 6 axis yeah yeah there you go and it was it's very this was very lazy this was a very lazy port and uh, you know it Honestly, I kind of feel I, I, I'm better off with the individual games that I have as opposed to messing around with this Master Collection. The only, the only redeeming thing about the Master Collection is that it allows you to play as different characters. You're not just playing as Ryu Hayabusa. Um, you're playing, you can play as Rachel in Sigma 1. You can play as Ayane and... Uh, the uh, Shrine Priestess in uh, Sigma 2. That's really the only redeeming quality for getting, uh, or the only reason why one would might want to get the Master Collection. If you don't care about that, then just stick with, I, I, I if I would have, if I would have known, done some more research, uh, I probably wouldn't have picked that, picked it up. But, you know, it is. It is what it is. So, have you played any Ninja Gaiden Three? Your favorite out of the collection? No, I have. I have not. I, I. I had, and I have Ninja Gaiden Three individually. Razor's Edge. You know, supposedly yeah. fixing all the 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 chicanery that that the original did. But yeah, you know, it, it's it's the worst. It's the worst of the three. But it, I, if you're a Ninja Gaiden fan, uh. I my it is it is my recommendation to stay away from the master collection. I don't think it's worth the money. I, yeah. I really don't. On the uh, Resetera, they're referring it to as the Ninja Dog Collection. So yeah, you know, if you're a long-term yeah. Ninja Gaiden fan, you know what Ninja Dog means. So. Yeah, yeah. It it's it's not it's not great. Not good. Huh? Not great. It, you know, and for the for the reasons I've said. But other games I've been messing with, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, fantastic game it it i i don't know what what else i can say about that without getting into substantial spoilers is it uh, worth 70 dollars? i know some people think 
some people that yeah I talk to on a weekly basis, not on this show, <laughs> it's not worth seventy dollars. So can you confirm that it is worth definitely worth the seventy bucks? <laughs> it is worth seventy dollars. Absolutely, it is absolutely worth seventy dollars. Why is it worth seventy dollars? Because it's actually a complete game. Um, it is a finished product. Now, are there are there patches, da- day one patches that uh, you download if, if you're connected to the internet when you first uh, drop the disk or execute your your download downloadable file? Yes, absolutely. But it's not crashing. It looks absolutely phenomenal, and it's utilizing the S- the SSD in in the PS5 as well as the um, haptic feedbacks in the dual sense in a way that I really haven't seen since I would say returnal was Re- returnal was the one the one game that I thought really utilized all of those things very effectively and quite possibly miles Morales I think, Ratchet and Clank utilizes the entire PS5 feature set in a way that surpasses all those games. And the reason I say that is because you're not just those riffs are not are not necessarily just other sections. You're 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 jumping into complete worlds in some of those riffs. Like the another world and some of them is loading in. And you can go right back to the world that you just left without a hitch. And I think that is is a technical marvel. Now, are all the rifts like that? No, they're not. Some of them are just moving you from one section of the map to another. But some of these rifts are actually taking you into a completely different world. And you can say what you want. You know, now if if cartoonish third-person action uh, platformers are not your deal, then they're not your deal. But to say that this game is not worth $70 is, uh, that's, that's just silly. <laughs> I mean, it is. It may not be $70 for you, but to, to say that, it, that the game is not worth $70 is... is, is, uh, is and I, I can't say factual because this is all opinion and uh, yeah. people's opinions are people's opinion. But if I were to stack up Ratchet and Clank against uh, first party offerings on Game Pass, I would be hard. I am hard pressed to find something that I that, that I would spend seventy dollars on on Games Pass if I didn't have to. Very hard pressed. Uh, so. To me, it's probably just as worth it. You probably, as Super Mario Odyssey, like a first-party Nintendo title. I'm assuming, right? Um, it's better than it. Well, I'm. I it, I think it's better than the lat than the last one, Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, I think Ratchet and Clank is a better game than Mario Odyssey, and some people would call that blasphemy. Uh, is is it better than uh, the uh, than the uh, the 3D Mario that came out on the Wii U, I don't think so. I think I mean Mario is his own is his own beast. I mean, but I I think Ratchet and Clank is a better game than Odyssey. I, I think probably Odyssey is, is gets a little bit overblown uh, in, as far as how good 
it really was. It did have some fantastic levels, though, like the town, the city town, when they're when uh, it, you play through the 2D uh, sections of that game, you know, to the theme song of the game. That was really dope. But I think overall, Odyssey was probably the weakest of the 3D Marios that I've played or the more recent 3D Marios I've that I've played. I'll put it that way. But anyway, Ratchet and Clank also scarlet nexus so um scarlet nexus uh, you know uh also a game that is not on game pass but is very much worth the worth the money uh it is not 70 dollars uh it is uh 59.99 it is it is it is depending on where you get it is it is priced in these in the, the last gen uh <laughs> pricing Price area yeah, so this this thing about oh all all next gen games are seventy dollars that's not true because I have the PS five version of this game, and um, I paid fifteen fifty nine ninety nine for it. I paid uh, fifty bucks or, for it, so yeah. yeah. So I and but the what I found in Scarlet Nexus after playing the demo is a well designed, uh, well crafted. A third-person action RPG that borrows very heavily from some games like from games like Devil May Cry, utilizing uh, pyro uh, py- uh, uh, telekinetic abilities of the main characters. You are also linking with your partners and performing certain. Uh, you can do like certain finishing moves with them. You can also borrow their uh, their powers like some are some have uh pyrokinetics somehow have electrokinetics some have uh armor you know armor defense kinetics that allow you to to withstand hits that would normally be uh if not critical but uh, or just allow you to withstand like heavy hits and stuff like that and i like the the game is great um, it is ab- absolutely fantastic. Where I think it kind of falls a little bit short are is the when you're it, there is a dodge mechanic in the game, and I don't know if this improves as you improve your skill tree, which they call the brain tree because all of this stuff, you know, all these kinetics are linked to your mental powers, so they call it the brain tree. Uh, so I don't know if that changes as you inc- as you increase your skills in the in the in the brain tree, but I noticed that you can really only dodge. It's not it's not as smooth as Devil May Cry is, where at any point in your combo you can cancel uh, an action and dodge. You can't really do that in Scarlet Nexus. There are there are certain points where you can dodge in a combo. And you just kind of sort of have to be aware of that, particularly when you're fighting a boss. Uh, Otherwise, like if you're in the middle of executing a heavy hit, you're going to finish that heavy hit animation no matter how many times you pound on that dodge button. If you're depending on how how, what point you are in a light hit combo, uh, you will be able to dodge. So it's just a matter of kind of picking and choosing getting familiar with the tells of whatever enemy or boss character that you're fighting to let you dodge there there are some really great benefits to dodging like i've unlocked this ability if you do a 
what they call a perfect dodge. You be, you gain invincibility, so it gives you iframes, and it also gives you instant uh, 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 telekinesis, where you can actually, because the whole thing is you're slamming cars and street signs and parts of buildings, containers into these things called the others, which look like, uh, you know, somebody somebody dropped a you know chemical x into bob vila's garden and, and these things that look like mutated flowers and plants and uh are attacking are attacking humanity and uh uh you are a part of this group called the osr uh that had that oh you were the only ones with the power to really stop them and uh the <laughs> I'm I'm playing in Japanese. The the American voices are cringe as hell, so I switched that over to, to the Japanese audio the real quick, huh? really yeah. quick with the quickness. But um, it quick is in fact, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was saying, um, what do you think? What are your thoughts about the story? Because a lot of the reviews that I've that I've uh, read and watched, most of them I watched from uh, from uh, by the YouTube guys that I uh, gamers and the reviewers uh they're saying that's one thing that's kind of weak is is the story is a little kind of like uh generic and another thing that 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 they didn't like or some people have said was it was an issue for them was the amount of dialogue so because it seemed like you were watching an anime too much and there wasn't enough kind of fighting between um between uh like just there wasn't enough fighting because it was like they're really invested in the story aspects and and how it's portrayed because the story a lot of the times is not animated it, it's it's done in like uh panels like a comic book um what if because i haven't played it yet and i've and i've wanted to play it but i knew that you have have already played it so i was very curious to hear what your what your stuff was so so i'm really happy that you liked the that you really like the combat because i like the combo i, I like the combat in the in the demo that i played but but what are your thoughts about the story and and how they're handling like cutscenes and stuff like that the story is is like generic anime you know okay yeah it is generic anime if you're if people were hoping for a persona-esque story you're not going to get it. It, it, it it it's not there you what is cool is that you can play as either one or two one of the one or two main characters and their their paths intertwine as you continue so there okay. is a neat aspect with regards to replayability so it's like you go through with like I'm playing through with the dude and when I when I'm finished with him I will go back and replay as the girl the there is a lot of dialogue and I I get it. It would be even better if the story was, you know, was on the level of so or close to a level of something like a persona or a, uh you know uh well persona is really the of as far as traditional JRPGs, that's the one that sticks up sticks out first and foremost in my mind. Uh, or maybe even something like a Final Fantasy VII. It would be nice if the story could be would, could be classified in that caliber, but it can't. I think they handle the dialogue very well for what it is. 
but yeah, I can definitely understand how people would would consider that a shortcoming with the game. It's not it's not bothering me that much. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I have to I have to be uh, completely forthright. It really isn't bothering me. It's not bothering me at all, actually, yeah. because I kind of there is a there there is what they call bonding sessions or bonding moments that take place in the storyline. Uh, you have to check periodically when you're not in combat, check your, basically you're checking your cell phone for messages and some messages are time sensitive. Like if you don't get to them right away, you will miss a, a bonding, uh, element with a, with an NPC. Those are important because they increase your passive and active, uh, <laughs> additional, uh uh abilities in the game if you and and i think that's what makes it makes these these uh character trying these character building sessions worth doing and worth and worth and worth checking out because like like already like with the quote and it's, and it's typical anime stuff i have the childhood friend then the the other main character is the male main character uh he was saved by someone who looks just like her, except with shorter hair. So he's trying to figure that out. And then there is the uh, the the sarcastic team member with something to prove and thinks that you're thinks that the main character is uh, coddled because he you know he's this this he's being looked at as this protege and and he or or as this uh, you know genius. The rival. <laughs> yeah, so there's the rivals. So all the typical anime, you know, then the the, the, uh, the childhood friend is also a potential love interest, but the main character is kind of dense when it comes to this. All of the anime tropes that you can think of are there. They're, they're, they're going to be there. So if that's not your bag, you're probably not going to dig the story. It doesn't bother me at all because I'm I'm knee deep in anime tropes all the time because I, I've been, I've been watching a lot of anime lately. So this stuff is like right in, right in my alley. So it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, in fact, I think some of it is kind of funny, but I can see how that could be considered the shortest, the, the shortcoming for Scarlet Nexus. But I don't think even that is, I don't think even that is worth not giving this game a shot. I, I really do think it's worth your time. If you like action games, if you like Devil May Cry-ish uh, action RPGs, then uh, Scarlet Nexus is really good. Um, other than that, Monster Hunter Rise, like I mentioned before, and that's pretty much all I've been playing. I, I, I intended to get back into Resident Evil, but I did not. I was not able to get back into it this past week. So, unfortunately, we yeah, we <laughs> yeah, it ain't going anywhere. No, it is not. It is not. So our next topic on our docket is going to be the main event. So, Des, you got the mic, man. All righty. So uh, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Kev, for bringing it back. Sorry about that. Joe's just being a poop on our outline, but, you know, literally. So uh, <laughs> but it's fun. Um, so our main event, we had a specific question, very short, very, uh, timely question. And that was now that, uh, E3 
2021 is in the books. What is your final grade for the show? Uh, any standouts or disappointments? Let us know how you, capital Y-O-U, feel, and we will talk about it on our next episode. Uh, we got one response, um, and I think mostly the reason why is because, especially in our community, we've talked about it at nauseum, and we were hoping to get a little bit more from 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 Twitter or people who are not who are not um, who are not part of our Discord. But uh, we did get some, and I know that we have a, a few things to talk about. Um, but the main thing was uh, Ren, uh, one of our longtime listeners, says uh, final grade is a C minus. Only thing really worth watching for me was a Nintendo Direct. Everything else was a bit of a bore. Um, and this resonated with me. Um, Ren and I 100% agree. I thought the only ones that really spoke out to me were were four things that only really spoke out to me. The day of the devs because I have a I have a love for uh, Devil Fine and the whole crew and Tim Schafer and all of them. And uh, it's one of the we when they first started. I think Joe and I actually went to one of the first ones. I think we did go went to the first one in San Francisco. Um, and it was just a great day. Joe and I ran around, uh, and and it was just fun. It was just a lot of fun running around playing all these games and stuff. So Day of the Devs always has a a, a, a soft spot in my heart. The Guerrilla Games Collective, uh, both the two indie showcases, uh, those two uh, were the ones for me, um, which I really really enjoyed. I spoke a little bit that on the, about that on the last podcast. And then, uh, contrary to popular beliefs, I thought the Capcom one was pretty good in retrospect, only because uh, they gave more information about about games that I'm really interested in. So, so for me, uh, would have been great to have more new new stuff shown, sure. But but from what they've shown for me, I was I was happy about. And then again, for me, Nintendo was just fantastic. And it was funny, Joe didn't Joe and I really didn't talk about this, but after the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Joe and I actually stayed on for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half after the, and we were watching just the the gameplay sections. So we watched the gameplay sections for for Monster Hunter Stories. We watched the gameplay section for um, for Mario Party, and I think the third one was was um, was Mario Golf. Uh, we're watching the Nintendo Treehouse stuff, so and yeah. I was at Nintendo Treehouse. They, you know, bring bring the goodness because they kind of break down the games a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so we had a really fun time. So for me, uh, those four things were 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 the the highlights for me. But again, I don't think those those four things do not make a four day long sh- or four or five day long show for me. So for me. Uh, I'd have to give it a straight up uh, C minus and or D plus for for everything that happened. If if it had just been those four things, A plus, fantastic. But but as a whole, they just didn't bring it. And for the triumphant return of E3, I just think it was lacking. I just think it was 100% lacking. So uh, I'm gonna kick it over to Joe. Joe, what was your final grade for uh, E3? I think we talked about last episode. I mean, yeah, a little bit, uh, but uh, as far as how I felt about it, to me, anything's like an extra. It's like a boon. I'm not trying to be critical. It's not like I'm going to say that all these companies uh, get a free pass or anything, but uh, 
you know, I'm able to pick and choose out of the stuff that's announced. And I felt that there was enough kind of laid out to where it got me excited for a few things on here. And, you know, Nintendo's, uh, for the types of games I like to play as a, as a standout uh, for me, you know, between all the games that were shown that were, you know, revealed um, between what Metroid Dread and Shimigami Tensei 5, you know, getting a blow up and then Mario and Rabbids on there along with uh you know other things i know i haven't watched the no more heroes 3 stuff yet but uh something i'll probably uh you know take a look as it gets closer to release uh then from there warioware of course so there's enough like even we talked about mario party and i've not played a mario party in a year and a day and then advanced wars one and two so so there's enough to keep me interested to play the Switch. Uh, the Game Pass stuff and the Xbox uh, Bethesda showcase, I mean, you know, we've already been critical about the CG uh, trailers, but um, like I stated before, Xbox to me is like, it's it's all gravy to me. It's, it's, it's the golden corral. You know, I have an option to go bust out and get me a play to this or play to that. You know, it's nothing where it's like, you know, I'm, if I had to go and think in my mind what games on the Xbox showcase I would pay 60 or $70, I'd probably be a short list. But since I already am enrolled in Games Pass and took the time to do it years ago, and I think my subscription doesn't run out until 2023 at least, um, you know, it's all graving to me. It's, you know, it's, I'm not like, you know, if I was going to be critical about it, it'd be one thing, but to me, it's, yeah, to me, that's just like, uh, you know, you get the cable package and you get free HBO. It's like the free HBO portion yeah, of my gaming, care. basically. So, yeah. you know, it's something that where I maybe will go and check out a movie every now and then, but that's not going to be my main course per se, you know? So, and I, you know, I, I want, xbox to be more prevalent i want them to have more games that interest me but uh, they gotta do what they gotta do and then you know once we see a payoff to all this bethesda and all these studios they've been acquiring and they actually uh, bring out games on a regular cadence uh, i'm talking about first party games not just stuff like outriders and you know dark alliance and that kind of thing because uh you know, and I think the idea at Xbox and the indie titles that they've um, picked up for day one on Games Pass, there's a few that have caught my eye too as well, like um, like that game, what Tunic, and um, I'm trying to think what other games. I know that there is this like uh, JRPG title that is going to be day and date on Games Pass too that I was interested in that was kickstarted on there. So I mean, there's a number of different things on there you know, obviously some companies didn't bring any heat square enix was kind of lackluster you know even though i appreciated that we saw more on the uh the tr game from platinum on there and uh you know as far as you know chaos obviously that was fun trailer to kind of you know get everyone talking a bit you know so but otherwise you know it's to me it's like we didn't have e3 last year proper you know, I think moving forward, we'll have to see where it's going to go. Um, I'm strictly in a B minus C plus range for me on it. So, all right. Well, Kev, uh, what are your final words before we put E3 2021 to bed? Uh, it's like I said, it, it, it's a mash. It's some, somewhere between meh and trash. Yeah. It's a it's a D plus. 
easy. Uh, Nintendo definitely was the overall. If you're taking the shows in a, a, a individually, uh, they won the day without question. Um, in uh, games, there were some game. There were like, like there were games in every show that I want to play, but. Man, it, it, it this wasn't this wasn't this was not good. This the, overall, this show was not good, and I have to look at this. I can only look at this uh, from my own personal perspective. I can take myself out of the equation for some things, but you know, gaming. I, I've said this before. Gaming is a selfish hobby. You know, you buy this stuff because or things in it because they interest you and. I saw very little collectively looking at E3 as a whole that really interested me. Um, I think I, and I'm, I thought Xbox was very disappointing. I thought this was one of the most, this was one of the poorer showings for Xbox in a, in a while. And the reason why is because they had no game, no gameplay, you know, and we're seeing now that the games, some of these games that they're getting day and date ain't even working right. So, and, you know, mediocrity cannot be the excuse for for Game Pass. You can't just say, oh, well, I got it on Game Pass. It's free, quote unquote. I didn't spend 50, 60, 70 bucks on it. Uh, so it's all good. It's all good in the hood because I, I, I get all this stuff, you know, for free. It's like, well, if you've got a, a porterhouse steak with all the trimmings in front of you, and there is a spoonful of crap right on top of that steak that it's you still got you still got a spoonful of crap on your steak it i mean that that that's a problem it's like that's a, a golden corral steak it's like medium rare in one spot and well done in the other spot so it's, yeah, it, uh. it, but to me it's a problem because i look at what playstation is doing and I want the same thing from from the Xbox because I have, quote unquote, invested into the platform, not in cash, but in 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 store credit. Well, damn it, I still want to see games that I want to play on that platform. And uh, I can I can look at at Xbox differently from the standpoint by saying, you know, well, I didn't spend any money, you know. Or the amount of money that I spent was negligible. But at the end of the day, if I would have put, put paid my hard-earned money for a Series X, I would be super disappointed and I probably would be taking the system back. And I would probably, well, not taking it back, selling it on eBay for a profit. <laughs> Let's be, I'll be honest. <laughs> I would be selling it for a profit, and I will say I will come back when y'all got something to really show me. So, but E three as all at overall D plus. Yeah. Alrighty, everybody. So again, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning into our questions and to our main event. I know the last couple of weeks have been very E three centered, but hey, it's a gaming podcast, and we love talking about games. We want to thank everyone who took the time to answer our questions before and answer their questions now. Uh, but that's it. E3 uh, 2021 is in the books. Uh, on to the next one. The next question for our for for you is um, <laughs> as Joe keeps you know littering our our uh, script with with various different memes. Um, 
the next one is is what is your favorite gaming genre and why i think i think that would be really kind of fun whether it's whether it's rpgs whether it's platformers whether it's you know shooters mmos what is your favorite genre and why um very simple i mean it's a very i said it's a very simple question but it can be very complex depending on 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 your answers and and why this is your 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 favorite um, your favorite genre to play. So I'm very interested to hear what your uh, what your genres uh, what your favorite genres are. So please um, stay tuned. At the end of the show, Kevin will be giving our contact information in which he'll let you know how you can uh, either join the Discord or or message us on Twitter. So thank you again. And without further ado, I'm going to turn it back over to Kevin. Okay, so next on deck, we got the news. Trader Joe, you got the mic. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of been a little bit uh, just going back to normal for news compared to all the C3 business. So, but there was definitely some things that kind of announced and or revealed uh, that are interesting. First thing I want to talk about is that Xbox has an exclusive and the exclusive that they have is that they were working with uh, Digital Eclipse on developing a game for the new Space Jam movie. So the Space Jam movie and New Legacy, the game, uh, was inspired. I know Xbox ads asked for fan-submitted ideas uh, as part of a competition held last year. And so uh, they have taken those suggestions and made a 90s-inspired arcade beat-em-up in which you play as Bugs Bunny, Lola Bunny, and LeBron James on there. So And then using some basketball-embedded brawling to uh, defeat a virtual... Uh, army on there so and uh what they're doing with this game right now because i guess it launches for realsies on july 15th but uh if you do have game pass ultimate uh you're able to redeem uh one of your quote-unquote benefits to get the game early on july the first on here so and that's going to be a free-to-play title uh, released on the Microsoft Store on July 15th on there, and that's one day prior before the movie hits, um, you know, theaters and also on HBO Max on there. They're also bringing out some Space Jam-inspired controllers as well. Uh, one of them is for Goon Squad. Uh, one of them's for Serververse. And there's also Toon Squad on there uh, that's available. Controllers look cool, but, you know, I'm not sure I love Space Jam enough to <laughs> take a look at this, but uh, this might be something, uh, you know, I'll take a look at because it's 90s beat em up inspired and it looks actually pretty good. And, um, you know, to me, anything in that genre, especially if it's done well, I will definitely play. You know, I don't think Space Jam is going to be up there with Warriors of Fate, but still, <laughs> I, I think if it's good, I think it'll just give me something else to play on the Xbox. So, Kev, what do you think about this announcement? I know, uh, you know, if it was going to be any other third-party licensed game, you know, as far as just being a regular Space Jam game, like if it was a basketball game, <laughs> I wouldn't give it two rats. I wouldn't be talking about it right now. But what, what do you think about it? Um, it looks like it could be cool. Uh, personally, I would have liked to have seen this. I think the brawler, the brawler route is great, but I also would have been cool with an NBA Jam Space Jam game. 
like in the same in this in the same vein as as NBA Jam, where you're Bugs Bunny or Lola, you know, all the main characters, Daffy Duck, whatever, you you make your own teams and you play two on two, you know, against 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 the aliens in story mode or against whomever in multiplayer, you know, having grandma on on the on the the granny on, on her walker doing, you know, 50 foot sky hook jumps, you know, or dunks. That would be, that would be insane. That would have uh, been fun. And having the two, the two rats do on, uh, the two rats from the original space jam doing the, uh, uh, the, the play by play. That would have been, that would have been absolutely fantastic. So I would have been cool with that, you know, uh, That's what but, I was thought they would have done. I know that the original Space Jam had a game just like NBA Jam, but it was done by Acclaim, so much. And it was trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it, with with the right love and care, uh, it a game a game like that could have been very good. But this looks very interesting too. I you know I'm I'm an arcade rat. Uh, like uh, everybody on this show uh, in the during that time in the '90s, so I definitely dig the retro and style beat 'em up. So I'll be checking it out. I'll be checking it out for sure. All right, good deal. Uh, any comments, Des? Before we move on to the next story? Nope, I'll be playing it at your house. It's on Games Fest. You can play it on your PC, sir. So <laughs> I'm just looking to play it at your house. All right. <laughs> All right, next thing I want to talk about, and I didn't know the existence of this game, I guess, until I think I read about it, but this has to do with uh, Aliens, uh, Fireteam Elite. And uh, the game is going to be a third-person cooperative survival shooter, which you play as a Marine against the Xenomorph threat on there. Um, and it's a three-player co-op with the option of having AI teammates to fill in the gaps on here. It's a story is set about 23 years after the original Alien trilogy on there. And so this game is being brought out, I guess, um, by this developer called Cold Iron Studios on here. And I guess they've been kind of been making the rounds a bit. They've been acquired by Fox. Uh, and then from there, they were assigned to work this game back in 2018. But then Disney bought Fox as far as when they acquired Fox. And then so obviously um, they got sold to another company then from there. But they're still been working on it on there. And I guess they have some developers that were previously developed like Neverwinter and Star Trek Online. So it's, you know. I don't know if they've been in the space before as far as developing this type of game, but they have been working on this a while. And I think uh, people in our community have been excited for this based on what they saw in the trailer and people want to check it out. It is coming on August 24th for uh, Steam, PS5, PS4, X Series X and S and Xbox One on there. Uh, are you guys excited for this? Desmond, I'm going to queue it over to you. Uh, yeah, I think this would be a really fun game. Uh, to play uh, with with some folks and have uh, to see what like I'm I like playing shooters with you guys you know it makes it much it makes it much more fun um, with folks <laughs> you know because I mean 
if I'm playing with you guys and the jump scares kind of come out, I think it'd be funny for us to laugh at each other and, you know, be like, whoa, what the hell is that? You know, so so for me, I think it would be kind of fun. How about you, Kev? You looking forward to this game? Yeah, this is this is probably going to be my my multiplayer game, quote unquote. When, when when folks start, you know, when you start talking about games that rely heavily on playing with others, that's typically not my bag. But the Aliens license is of great interest to me personally, and from what I've seen of this game, I also watched a very it was it's going on a. Going maybe 30, 45 minutes, IGN did an extended playthrough with the developers of the game. Uh, and it's it it's really good. It's really good. You know, if if, if Left for Dead type game it's like Left for Dead with aliens. So um, that's kind of my that's I'm I'm in that all day. And I don't know, I enjoyed, like, you know, I haven't really played an Aliens game for a while. I know uh, the Aliens games for SNES and Genesis, Aliens 3, uh, were, like, awesome, that side-scroller. And then, of course, Aliens trilogy for the original PlayStation. So, uh, obviously, Aliens vs. Predator games have been kind of lackluster. I haven't played those on there. That's the game that Gearbox kind of ripped off Sega on on there, so... And I haven't played Aliens Isolation. I know that game's supposed to be really good as well. So mm. so hopefully this kind of brings that license back in the forefront a little bit. And uh, since you guys are excited for it, that's uh, some, something I will put on the docket and pick up on day one. That way we could play on a PlayStation on that. So not sure if this is going to be like a, you know, a phantom day one get for Games Pass. If it is, then you're more the merrier for me. So yeah. But uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. We'll talk about more once it gets uh, ready for launch in August on there. So, and speaking of other things, to look forward to. I got a couple of uh, leaks and or new games to talk about. Right now, the next thing we're going to talk about is a rumor for uh, Sony, and it looks like that there's going to be some DLC for Ghost of Tsushima on there so uh according to the rumor right now a project called ghost of ikishima has leaked online on there so i guess it's a standalone expansion for ghost of tsushima uh it's kind of similar how like miles morales was an expansion to uh, marvel spider-man and it's supposed to be out according to the rumor right now in 2021 on there so we'll have to take a look it's been leaked by someone that is mostly known for leaking xbox news uh but someone else on resetera backed up the fact that uh, that this is indeed being worked on on there so so we'll have to see as far as what platforms it's coming to or whether it's going to be free or whether it's going to be additional expense on there almost assuming it's going to be probably ps4 ps5 on there once it does get announced but uh we'll we'll see once a uh, new state of play uh comes out you know day we'll one see if... games pass <laughs> day one games pass <laughs> day one. there's no mlb to kick it over to them so you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> day one games pass period yeah I, I think microsoft would need to buy sony if that's the case so, but... <laughs> God forbid. I think Phil's pockets are, I don't know if they'd run that deep. So. Yeah, they're that deep. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Any thoughts, you guys, other than I'm oh, yeah. excited once it gets announced, of course. I'm going to so. mm-hmm. definitely buy it. Like, like it's a really fantastic game. That's another game that I really need to get back to. I got so far on it. And then, you know, life kind of happens. You move. And then, and then you know, other things start to take precedent. But that is a game that I really want to get back to. Uh, if you haven't played it, you definitely should. It is fantastic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, when I, heard, when I heard this, I was like, sweet. You know, and this is... And hopefully, if this is doing, hopefully, if this does well, uh, we can finally, well, we can get another, an actual, uh, you know, another game in that series. Like, I don't know if they're going to do a Ghost of Tsushima 2, um, but another, another um, game in the series or in the family lineage or, or something would be fantastic. Like, I really love uh, the, the aesthetics that Ghost of Tsushima was able to produce in that game as well as the gameplay just just a fantastic experience and i really hope that um this is just you know the tip of the iceberg of more that we'll be getting um more more, more of what we will, we will be getting in this in, from this franchise so i i well, absolutely i know they worked on the original long enough they probably would want to go back to the well at least a couple more times i'm kind of hoping they work on the new infamous as well and uh you know Ooh. I was thinking about that too, but mm, can you imagine a new, a new uh, anyway, we, we can talk about that later, but yeah, a new infamous would be fantastic. Or even if they worked on a new Sly Cooper, but that'd be other. I thing. don't know about that. <laughs> Just like if uh, Insomniac went back to, I mean, or um, if Naughty Dog went back to working on a Jax game, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, things are left for certain generations yeah. at certain times, you know. So. Fortunately. Uh, both both me and Kev need to get our butts in gear and play this game. I haven't played it at all yet. So. You'll enjoy it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll love right. it. And another game that kind of caught my eye I wanted to talk about is a new fighting game. And so uh, I've dabbled in this game. I have it for uh, PS3 uh, as far as the series. And uh, uh, they have announced uh, developer French Bread along with uh, Notes company and aniplex is bringing out a melty blood type lumina on september 30th it's a prequel to the 2002 uh fighting game um yoshi nori ono is uh basically have taken over he has joined studio delight works as as its new chief operating officer and president and so he's kind of leading them to uh you know bring up and get this game out and so the game was going to be launching like i said on september 30th with a roster of 10 characters and will be available in two versions a 50 dollars standard edition and a 70 dollars deluxe which includes a um a digital copy of uh, melty blood archives which chronicles the history of the series and a digital soundtrack on here so and if you never play Melty Blood, it's another 2D, you know, fighting game. A very good art style, of course. Uh, very kind of fluid uh, action gameplay on there. It's been a been a minute since I played. I think it was on PS3. I think we played Melty Blood on Kev. Um, might even been PS2. Yeah, so. it's been yeah. I it might have been PS2. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep an eye on this. I'm looking for other, you know, I was talking to Kev the other day. It's like about playing more fighting games. And, you know, I know you're wanting to get your new hitbox controller, right, Kev, as far as before jumping back in. But uh, it's kind of caught our eye. We'll maybe see if we'll talk about this game more once it uh, gets approaches its release date. So 
Yeah, um, my nephew is, inter is definitely interested in it. Um, so I have a feeling that he's going to be playing it as well. So, and I'm sure by the time this game comes out, I will have decided whether or not <laughs> this this hitbox uh, transition is working out or not. So, uh, yeah, I, I should be. I'm, I'm going to be good to go on this one for sure. I want to explain to the listeners what hitbox is. I don't know if everyone knows what a hitbox might be. So, okay. So traditionally, arcade sticks. You know that you give. You have a joystick on the left hand side, and you have anywhere from six to eight, you know, or more buttons on the right hand side. You know, that's your your buttons are your action buttons, punches, and kicks. Well, a hitbox substitutes the joystick for buttons. Um, you have up, down, uh, and left and right. So, except on a hitbox, up and down are reversed. So if you want to jump, if you want to go up, you hit down. If you want to go down, you hit the up button. And the uniqueness of that is it's, the reason why I'm, I'm trying to transition over to one is because a lot of the fighting games that I'm interested in playing, like Dragon Ball Fighters, any anime fighting game like Melty Blood or even something like Guilty Gear or uh, like any anime style 2D fighting game, instant air dash is crucial to your mobility. Um, you have to be able to instant air dash which means just as the animation for a angled jump, either angled forward or angled backward, is being executed, you do a double dash. Uh, traditionally, in anime-style games, uh, that is executed by landing either a standing or a ducking medium attack, typically a medium punch. Um, but in games like Fighters, you can you can air dash in, you know at any time. Well, for me and my old old man arm uh, wrists, I can't do that on an arcade stick anymore. There was a time where I could do that. Well, I'm I'm, I'm 50 years old. You know the old <laughs> the reflexes ain't working like they used to. Uh, if I spend too much time trying to perfect it in the lab, I get cramps in my wrist. So it's time to take a look at other options. And while uh, a lot of people play fighting games now on controllers, uh, that style typically hasn't worked out for me. So I'm going to be giving the hitbox a chance because it's basically almost like you're, you're hitting buttons for everything. And that, I feel, would be of greater benefit, particularly on wear and tear on my left wrist. So uh, that's what I will be doing. And if for anyone else who's interested, uh, Hitbox, there is a company called Hitbox. They are, they are, at least they call themselves the originators of this style of controller. Uh, whether or not that is true or not, I don't know. But uh, there are a number of different uh, companies that make Hitbox style controllers. Uh, I'm, my, personally, I'm going with the one put out by a company called Impress. That's the letter M and the word press right after that. I think they probably have the most unique um, hitbox controller out there. You can literally put it in a, slip it in a backpack. Like, it, 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 it's almost the size of a MacBook. 
in width and and size and and it it's 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 really amazing when you look at it so uh so yeah that is probably that is going to be the one i will be getting but yeah that is what a that is what a hitbox controller is good deal thanks for explaining that i mean i know a lot of people might not be up on the lingo as far as what that was exactly so mm-hmm. now another game that got announced in the last week uh was this kind of a surprise and so Sega is bringing out an adaptation of the very popular anime and manga uh, Demon Slayer. So Demon Slayer uh, Kimetsu no Yaba, the Hinokama Chronicles, is going to be out on October 15th on here. And so Sega is not actually developing this themselves. They are relying on good old CyberConnect2, the studio that brought numerous games, including all the Ultimate Ninja Storm titles on there uh, for naruto and some prior dragon ball z titles as well on there and they are working on that and getting this out and so uh this game is actually going to be an arena brawler on here so i don't know i kind of wish almost it was a story-based game versus uh being more of the uh, arena brawler style in my opinion i know other uh, games in the style, uh, unfortunately, go to the like Ultimate Ninja Storm type formula, and then from there. But uh, we'll have to see how this kind of plays out. Uh, for me, I have not watched the anime or read the manga yet on this. I've kind of uh, been sleeping behind the wheel as far as getting to this, but everyone's been raving about it. It's super popular, of course, in Japan. It's, it's super popular here too, as well. So, any excitement for this, Kev? I know Cyber Connect too our wizards at, at with the ultimate storm games. I don't know if this is puts down on your radar or you know, what you think of it. I've seen some gameplay of it and like the first two ultimate ninja storms, you can have, I think this, that particular style of gameplay can work for a story. The problem is, is that it, it, it's almost that that style that that the mechanics in that arena in that arena arena battler when you start playing other people online um it is prone to like okay this character can do this you know has this gimmick and that gimmick there's instant teleportation there's you know just just frame counters that you can do that really aren't that hard to execute, and it starts it starts to becoming a um, uh, like a tactic exploit that you do more so when you get a start getting online. The if this game is an improvement over the first two Ninja Storms as far as gameplay mechanics, I'm excited. If it's if it's from one of the more latter the, the later ones that came out it'll be a pass because you know that style of gameplay if it's executed lazily like some of the last ninja storm like there weren't they weren't even called ninja storm it was called naruto it was there, there's one for naruto they released another another one for regular naruto there's one for shippuden and there's one for boruto uh, yeah. And there might be a combination of all three in a, some type of compilation disc. Now I'm not 100% sure, but those are not as good as Ultimate Ninja Storm in any way, shape, or form. I pay, I played the first of that new group, 
and the, there was no story. It was just a lazy rehash of stories from the first two Ultimate Ninja Storm games, and the combat was, I did not think, was as crisp. Um, I don't think of Cyber connected every game. So yeah, I they did. They, they only... didn't do it. They didn't do every game. I don't think it was an. I don't. I can't remember the name of the company that was picked up to do it. Uh, but Cyber Connect did the Ultimate Ninja Storm one and two, and those are the best in that style, in that group. Um, another thing that that is uh, part of this style of game is that they're really easy to pick up and play. Uh, button mashing is is the name of the game in the 3D arena. Fire, you can just start mashing square or triangle, and you can bust out combos. Um, yeah, there is some there. There is um, a skill. There is a, a, a layer of skill to that, and I'm sure it, hopefully it goes pretty deep. But anybody can just pick up and play and start playing and have fun with it. Um, but I am I am cautiously optimistic for for this game. And, and looking at it now, because I've been watching the trailer just to see you know, what it looks like, and it looks like there's some adventure elements and some story elements to the game as well. So it just looks like that might be a way for me to get into this world without taking the time to watch the an anime or uh, read the manga on here. So The anime and, is well worth watching. It is well worth watching. It, it, it's It's really good. Yeah, I think this might be a day one gift for me. It's, it looks beautiful too. So mm -hmm. I'm just looking, looking at it now. So, uh, Desmond, any interest in this at all, or you know, kind of, you know, kind of see where it goes? Or um, a lot of the anime games uh, that I've seen in the past, you know, whether it's Ninja Storm or like Naruto and stuff like that, is I don't know. Sometimes the gameplay is just not for me, and the stories. Um, I've always wanted to explore. As, as a secondary character and interact with, with the main characters. So a lot of these games where you get to play as the, as the main protagonist, they never really um, they never really spoke to me. That's why I never really got into the Naruto games. For Naruto, I always wanted to, to, to create your own ninja. You know, I know there's some other games that you can you actually can do that, I think. But, but, but for this one, I've never really got too, too much into, into, um, into manga. A video game is based on manga. Though, I know this is very popular, and I want to start reading the manga. Um, and then maybe if I read the manga, that might, you know, persuade me more to to read it. But again, or or play the game. But again, I, I just don't know about the about the gameplay and if it's going to be if if it's something that I'm really going to want to do. Because a lot of times you just you just play you know story segments from the from the anime or the manga. So. And for me, that's just not fun for me because I, I want to actually do something new or a new fresh story or something. So so me and uh, video game manga adaptations have a, have a very interesting history. So so that's really all I can really say about that. But but for everyone else, I hope you enjoy it. You would probably like the uh, not there was a Naruto game on uh, it was an Xbox 360 exclusive. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was uh, a straight you're thinking up of Path of the Ninja. I think Path of the Ninja. First, yeah, you would like Rise Path of the Ninja. Of the Ninja. Yeah, okay. you, you would like that because although you did not create your own character, you played as Naruto. The combat 
was it, it, it was it, it you can I you, there the arena style kind of picks up some of those elements, but it's not exactly like that. And it is a straight up adventure game. You're running through Leaf Village. Okay, you're, con- cool, you're doing side missions. You're interacting with uh, 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 you know their instructors and completing missions. It basically walks you through like the first couple of seasons of uh, Naruto, and and it's it's freaking fantastic. It, it is one of the best. It is one of the best games on the 360, at least in my opinion. Uh, or games that you can't play anywhere else, it, it I would highly recommend uh, if you still have a 360, uh, checking that game out. Cool. Yeah, um, it's Naruto: Rise of a Ninja. I know they created a second game called The Broken Bond. These are both Ubisoft developed games, actually, which is crazy. So wow. Yeah. yeah thanks for that. Yeah, Ubisoft did develop those games, and then Bandai Namco took it over and ran 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 with it. So. But then uh, last news story I want to talk about today, and it's the game that we've talked about a little bit. And, you know, we talked about anticipating this game is going to be Monster Hunter Stories 2. And so um, the developers pretty much had an interview recently with GameSpot. And if you want to dig into the uh, interview a little bit more, um, definitely go there and take a look at it. And uh, they kind of broke down a little bit as far as... uh, how long the game's been in development and what they've kind of worked on to play off the uh, first game on here. So, and they had an interview with series producer Ryozo uh, Sujimoto, the same guy we met at PAX, the guy that you were laughing at me making the frowny face on in the photo, uh, Desmond. So, you're making a frowny face, you're very stern. You're yeah, very, very stern, serious. So. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he pretty much uh, stated that this game's been in development for about three years. And so, and then what they wanted to do is kind of work on working from the first game, go in and change the art direction a little bit. Uh, I said for stories one that the uh, art direction they went in uh, was a little bit uh, too skewed towards younger audiences. It looks like the game was made quote-unquote, for children. And so when they began development on Stories 2, they wanted to course correct there and make it appeal to a wider audience. So And so they they worked on at least making it seem like it was less made for kids and had a more mature art style on there. And then they also talk in the interview as far as uh, how they wanted to differentiate between, uh, you know, playing the mainline Monster Hunter games and this game on here. And obviously with the RPG elements on there, um, stating that, you know, obviously they felt they had limitation working just strictly on the 3DS with the first first game. And so they wanted to make it a little bit deeper for this time around as well on there. Uh, also, too, that I kind of caught thought was interesting is that they are bringing more multiplayer uh, components to this uh, game on here. So there is a versus battle. So you have a co-op mode as well. So you can do a two-on-two tag match in versus battle mode. So, you know, we'll have to see how well that goes, you know, between me and you, Des. <laughs> you know, who has the best monsty in that case. But uh, You don't want to do that. 
Oh no, no, we're we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get this done, and we're gonna talk about on the show. No, no, we are. So you 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 did not want to do that. Do I I not want a piece of you? No, because you've lost you've lost way too many uh, Pokemon battles to me. So Mm. you know this Mm. is just like this is just like Monster Past. I I am a changed man. I am. I'm coming for all the smoke, all the smoke. (laughs) And I'm like, um, are you sure, bro? Sure. I'll study. I'm not to you. I mean, granted, I mean, I, I'm still working, so I might not have as much time <laughs> to study. Working? Oh no! And the excuses start rolling in. For the out! He calls me out, and then starts retracting. Okay, I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. You know, there's, there's, there's. We've got six different weapon classes. You know, broken into three different. Uh, three different types, uh, or three different classes: Pierce, Blunt, Slashing, Pick a Poison. Uh, each weapon has its own kind of move set. Each monster has their move sets. I'm ready. Okay, but we could also play together too. There, um, yes, we can Joe. We can. Yes, yes. We, so they have co-op we, expedition yeah. quests, just like yeah. Monster Hunter Mainline. Monster Hunter, we could go in together, me and you, Desmond, and collect eggs on yeah, here. Yeah, it was. So. It, they had that same feature in Stories too. So, and we played oh, together, we played together like that too. So. Oh, in Stories one, you mean? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had that same feature in Stories two. Not 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 T W O, but T O O, the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we played it. Remember, we played a couple times. It was kind of fun. And yeah, the the I I immediately when they said they have the 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 kind of player versus player stuff to test who has the strongest monster, I was like, oh crap, Joe's going to be trying to get this smoke, and I'm like, okay, you know, so I'm ready. Yeah, and I don't know if, if you guys have paid attention, but stories two is kind of based like about a hundred years after the. Um, story in um, monster under stories one and so you don't really need to know what happened previous they do kind of refer back to the original game just in the storyline a little bit but uh you're the son of yeah. red the original the original the one from the you're, you are the grand child of red who was the yeah. one from the original game yeah the protagonist from the original game yeah so yep so i'm yeah. here for it i can't wait for it yeah, and right now the demo is out. It has started uh, as of June 25th, and maybe this is a demo I'm going to get to because the progress in the game will carry over to the full game when it launches. It comes out on July 9th for Switch and uh, for PC. I heard some really good uh, uh, information about the PC version having all sorts of bells and whistles uh, for the PC audiences, including like 144 hertz mode and so on and so forth. So that's going to be a good, good port on the PC. It's not going to be this like, uh, like Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, Kev on the PC doesn't even have mouse and keyboard support. <laughs> so it's like how, how trash that like uh, version of the game you is. You know, I, I think that's bad, but I can't really. I don't, I'm not going to hold that against them. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not because I don't. I don't even know how you would play that game on a mouse and keyboard. And I mean, I wouldn't know either. I made me know that. Hundred million dollars. I really don't know how you would play that game on a mouse and keyboard. Uh, but it, it it should be just because it is a game on PC. It should be available. But I mean, they dropped the ball on so many other aspects of that port. You know. 
it's unfortunate. Well, we'll see. I don't know if this is a game that you'd want to double dip Desmond, but I doubt it. Nope. It's going to be all Switch, all good. So. That is correct. I will not be buying this on uh, PC. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that will do it for news for this episode. So. All righty. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. If you've heard something that you want to respond to, or if you would actually like to be on the show to get your opinions on this wonderful world of uh, this wonderful hobby of gaming out to the, to our listeners, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at shownuff 71 and also, we also do have a Twitter account uh, at Gaming Vessels as well. But on Twitter, I can be found at shownuff 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I can be found at shownuff 7 Same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox Live, I can be found at shownuff 71 Same spelling with 071 at the end. And on Steam, I can be found at Shonuff71, as well as on Switch. My friend code is 76582155-3309. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at? All right. You can find me on Twitter at TheNemo6, T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. You can find me on PSN and Steam at NemoTigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Um, also... Uh, Steam sales going on right now, so if you haven't started looking at it, you really should. I have been really delving deep into uh, Steam and to Joe's Steam library, so uh, definitely go check it out. Um, You're gonna buy and, me? Um, go look. I bought a whole bunch of games, so just go All look. Right. We're sharing it. We're right. sh- we're sharing. So, and I che- don't worry, but I checked before I bought to make sure that it wasn't already there. Though I did buy uh, Dungeon Siege three. Uh, I know you have it, but in order for us to play together, we each have to have a copy. And I figured we, that's a what's a good that's a good game for us to play. So, so I uh, downloaded a couple games. Uh, go check the library and see. Uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, I got you, buddy. I got you. And you can you can find me on Nintendo at fifty two or five two eight zero six six seven four. Four five one nine, and and as always, please let us know where you about the show or where you heard us, because we want to talk to people, not bots. And uh, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at uh, Joe Fungul, J O E F O N G U L. I am forwarding all those contrast uh, forwards so I can win all sorts of stuff. Yep. And bothering both you and Kevin. Yep. With <laughs> the forward. <laughs> Uh, PSN and Steam, I'm uh, under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Uh, on the wonderful Xbox console, you can find me playing Fantasy Star Online and other assorted Game Pass lovely games under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 6995. And the Nintendo, my friend code is 4712-5953-1409. Uh, indeed, indeed, and also it would be would be negligent of us to end this show without mentioning our Discord channel. We would encourage everyone that that listens and enjoys our show to join our Discord. Um, I know for me, most of the content that I would normally be sending over to Twitter, I am posting it and uh, interacting with our listeners on our Discord channel. You can find a link to our Discord 
on our Twitter page for Gaming Vessels. You can also find it on any podcast, a link to it on any podcast aggregate that you use. There is no uh, waiting period. There is no uh, process of approval. You just join up and you're immediately part of the fun. We have good, diverse uh, opinions on gaming. Everybody expresses their opinion uh, jovially. Uh, and we have a varying uh, differences in gaming, but everybody is is fun and respectful. So a lot of the dumpster fire-ishness that goes on on Twitter or other social media pages is not there on our Discord channel. So I would encourage everyone uh, who enjoys our podcast to uh, hit us up on Discord. I think you will enjoy your stay. So with that, that's going to bring episode 129 to a close for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, and a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. I am Shonuff71, saying we'll be back next week for 130. Peace!